greetings and salutations. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of the JW podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience. That's right. You are tuning in to the JW podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience. And we are here at episode number 71. That's right. 70 plus one. Here we go. So please, if you could do me a huge favor and check for me on all of your social media platforms. You can find me on Instagram at the black and bougie B O U J E E podcast. That is the black and bougie B O U J E E podcast on Facebook. You can find me at the JW podcast known as the black and bougie experience. Again, that on Facebook, that is the JW podcast known as the black and bougie experience. And this podcast can be found on all of your streaming platforms, Spotify, um, Apple Music, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, um, iHeart, Amazon, Google, you name it. There's probably something that I'm missing, but you go to where you listen to podcasts and you'll find me there. All right. So here we are. What is 71 about? Well, first, let's start with the number. And what does 71 represent as a number? Well, the number 71 it indicates the need to reflect on your life. It is time to take stock of all that you have and to reflect on both the good and the bad and how they've made an impact on you. Don't let the bumps on the road make you lose focus. Don't allow the failures, mistakes and disappointments to stop you from making your dreams a reality. You have come a long way and it's never a bad time to just pause for a second and reflect on everything that has already happened to you. Not only will this nostalgic um, feeling remind you of all your roots, rather, it will also remind you of all the mistakes you've made along your journey so that you don't repeat them again. So what could this episode be about? with such a deep meaning of the number 71. So the name of episode number 71 is Quilted Fabric. That's right. The episode of number 71 of the JW podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience is Quilted Fabric. Ah, you know, it's winter time. There's nothing like a nice quilted blanket to make you feel all nice and warm when it's cold outside. It's cold actually right now out here in in Florida. And um, yes, it, it would be nice to have grandma's uh, quilted blanket. So, <laughs> so let's look at the definitions of quilted fabric. So when we talk about quilted, first, let's let's look at what the definition of quilt is. So quilt is joined together layers of fabric or padding with lines of stitching to form a warm bed covering or garment or for a decorative effect with the association of quilting for protection. Well, quilted means made of two layers of cloth filled with padding held in place by lines of stitching. 
I know y'all are already saying this is crazy. What is he talking about? And then we've got the definition of fabric. Fabric, the essential structure of anything, especially a society or culture. Read that one again. The essential structure of anything, especially a society or culture. Second, it is cloth or other materials produced by weaving or knitting fibers. All right, let's jump into this because I know y'all are looking like this is real, real crazy. So I remember my grandmother and some other um, of the seasoned women of the tribe, they would make these quilts. And so these quilts, it's funny even thinking about it now, but these quilts, sometimes they were made of whatever was left around. It could be a pillowcase. Um, it could be a piece of sheet. It could be a t-shirt, sweatshirt, um, fabric, whatever was around. And you know, they put the padding on the inside, then they put the nut, the next layer, and then you have this nice, warm and heavy quilt. And I remember there was this quilt that was made for me when I was a baby. And it had all these crazy colors. It looked very, very 70s as far as the, the whole look, the feel of it. It was definitely a 70s style quilt. And what I can remember and what sticks in my head about this quilt is I had this quilt. I remember I was born in 76. I had this quilt. God, if I can remember. I believe I had this quilt for about 30 years. 30 years I had the quilt and I probably would still have it today if there was something um, that wasn't harshly done by someone that I knew um, at one point in my life and now that quilt is gone. I'll just leave it at that. But as far as the durability of that quilt, I probably would still have that quilt today. I mean, it was built strong and it was built from all of these different things that were in the house that my grandmother decided to make the quilt with. And there were some other quilts that we had and they maybe lasted 20 years, you know, 25 years. But this specific quilt that was made for me as a baby, it lasted for 30 plus years. And so I, this made me think and don't, yeah, I'm crazy guys. I know it. I already know I'm crazy. You don't have to, you know, to tell me I already know, but as I'm sitting here and there's so many things that are tumbling in my head, the thought of this quilt came into place and I was thinking to myself, man, things were built differently back then. People cared differently and it lasted. So it poses the question, and this is a question 
that I'm posing to the tribe. What is your quilt made of? What type of fabric is your quilt made of? And is it made to last? Now, I'm not talking about your actual quilt that grandma or auntie or nana them or whatever you want to call them. Um, but what is your actual, the fabric, the makeup, the thing that is essential to your existence and the existence of the lineage that comes after you? What is that quilt made of? Because when it's built right, it's going to last. But it's got to be made of the right things. And so this is, this is, man, put this phone down for a minute. This message is coming because as I look at myself and what I'm made of, and then as I start to mentor individuals or I, um, I'm having conversations with people that are in the mentorship space. And so after I have these conversations, the question always comes back for me, not for them. For me is, are we working with two different quilts? Because I feel like mine is made differently. And that's why I'm secure. That's why I'm covered. That's why I'm, I'm warm because it's built differently. But it doesn't stop there because as I start to, as I'm in that mentorship space, I start to think to myself, well, I have to build it in a way that they understand it, they continue to use it, and that it will last. But I can't build it if it's not genuine and it's true. Like I can't put all these synthetic materials, things that won't last, things that have no stability, no strength. Um, it won't last. So my question to you is, what is your quilt made of? And is it made of fabric that's going to last? Because you can make something, you know, it's almost like I might get in trouble for this one, but, you know, I'm a big guy. I wear a size 14 shoe. Um, I'm six, four. I can't wear things that are cheaply made. I just can't because my feet are going to bust through rather quickly. <laughs> The shirt's going to wear a little bit differently. So I can't wear things that are cheaply made. If I start to wear things that are cheaply made, I'm going to be uncovered rather quickly. That's just, that's just the way it is. Not saying that you can't, and, and this is not what this is about, but not saying that you can't, but for me, 
and for and for my body type i cannot wear cheaply made and it's a difference between inexpensive but cheaply made items so when i start talking about the fabric the makeup of you you can't you and you will not be covered if it's not built with something that will last if you make a blanket with plastic as soon as the right temperature hits as soon as that as soon as that toenail gets a little bit longer and it rips through that that fabric it's done it's not gonna happen but it's got to be something that's that's built true and to last so where how did all this come about well again I, I tell you I've been so in my head lately for the last three months that it's been hard to even get messages out because it's almost like too much data like too much too much input and and the wire can only um, transmit so much in so it's just like it's it's almost like it's a backup of information it's a backup it's like it's, it's sensory overload it's information overload and so it's been taking me a little bit time to kind of process everything that i've been seeing and so i was having a conversation today with a good friend of mine because i have been and i'll admit it and some people will will get it and some people will hate it but I was frustrated. It's MLK Day. And I've been frustrated with some of the movement. And so I'm sharing, you know, my frustrations with this friend of mine. And he was saying, hey, you know, you, you know, sometimes people are tired of getting judged and they just got to get in where they fit in and, you know, and understand that something is happening. And so then my my argument back or my response back, not an argument, but my response back is, yeah, but is something something like it's just doing something. Is that really, really the answer? Because I'm thinking about momentum and moving the culture forward and um, building on a culture that has been. Um, not even just broken down over the years that was almost non-existent into the sight of others. So I don't have time for small, oh, this is gonna sound so bad, but you know, I'm transparent. I don't have small, I don't have time for very, very small wins. And, and this is what I compared it to. If I'm down a trillion, Coming up $500 doesn't even make a drop into the bucket. If I'm down a trillion dollars, $500 a month over 30 years, I'm still down bad. I'm down bad, real bad. And so it's almost like we have to have progression in hyperspeed. And so then 
he reminded me, he says, well, in the spaces that we're in, we're making a difference where we are. We've got this sturdy, healthy quilt and some people don't. And we have to concentrate and we have to focus on the change that we can make. But again, remember, I got like sensory overload, like it's just so much. And I'm like, but I don't. And then I'm like, but I want it right now. And I want it for everybody to get it like right now. And I know that's probably a little bit of the only child in me because I want people to get it right now. But I, one, I think they deserve it right now. And two, we are capable of doing it right now. So back to the my original point of this MLK day, and I'm seeing some of the same things that have been traditionally done on this day. Just you name them. I don't want to I don't want to point them out specifically. Um, I might if I start to get a little excited, but there's just things that are just traditionally done on this day. And so I think about I don't think about the actual day. I think about the day and the months and the years after. And then I look back because I, I keep a score sheet in my head. What did those things actually do to move the culture forward? Or were they things that were done to keep us marching in place? I'm going to say that again. Were they things, the things that we're doing, are there things to move the culture forward? Or are they things to just keep us in place? Let me give you an example. I was in a session and people were talking about affordable housing, crime, safety, etc. And as I'm listening to this same conversation about affordable housing, safety, etc., I'm sitting there and I'm in my own head, sensory overload, and I'm saying to myself, at what point are we going to to stop looking for someone else to solve this problem of affordable housing? Or are we going to do something different? Because clearly that blanket didn't last too long. That quilt was not a quilt. That was just a felt blanket that we picked up for $10 at, at, at Dick's Sporting Goods. Like it wasn't, it wasn't built to last. So let's try something that will last. For example, you got a hundred thousand, you got a hundred thousand, you got a hundred thousand and so on and so on and so on. And we build an incubator that teaches people how to almost almost like crowdsourcing, pull those funds together, purchase lands, acquire buildings and create the affordable housing. That's taking matters into your own hands versus waiting and complaining and figuring out why somebody else isn't doing something about it. Guess what? Newsflash. They're not doing something about it at the pace that you probably want them to do something about it. So you can either continue to, to think about what they're not doing 
or you can actually do something about it. Build your own quilt. Because one of the things, one of those pieces of those squares that is in my quilt, because I asked you what is yours made out of, is ambition. Another one is consistency. Another one is, for me, is expectations. Another one is being fair. Another one is having faith. Another piece of my quilt is family. Another um, piece of that um, quilt is my tribe. And another important piece that is built there is urgency. And the last piece, well, not the last piece, but the last that I'm going to say right now is accountability. I'm accountable for the change that I seek. No one else. Hear me. I am accountable for the change that I seek. No one else is accountable for the change that I seek. And I can't be upset when someone else doesn't have the same passion for the for the accountability and the execution that I seek. I put that in my blanket. That's mine. The beautiful thing about a blanket, um, about a quilt, is that they're all different. You should never see one that's the same. You might have some of the same pieces. You might have some ambition over in the left corner. You might have some execution over in the right. You might have some faith in the middle. It's whatever is there to build your your quilt. But it's all yours and it's customized for you. So what I'm asking you to do, what I'm urging you to do is do a self check and don't just follow the trends. And I'm not just I'm not talking about clothing. Like I'm talking about, don't follow the trends of what has always been done. I want you to start to question. You know, a long time ago, and I won't speak specifics, but there was a long time ago, I was involved in something and that thing that I was involved in, it was, it was taboo. Like you do not question. Then all of a sudden I got involved in something else. And it kept saying to me, no question. You need to seek what you find, like question it. So what I'm asking you to do today is question. Question if it's the right thing. Question if it actually works. Question if you need to add a little something. Because the beautiful part, and this is not something that I realized until later in life but you know why that quilt lasted so long it's not like it was this um uh superman black adam uh incredible hulk type strength no sometimes a little piece of that fabric would start to lift up and you know what they would do they would stitch it back and they build it back stronger because sometimes, you know, our faith can get depleted. Um, our strength can get depleted. Um, 
we're a little bit less encouraged. And then we have to kind of re-up, got to replenish. So it's not this quilt is not some mythical, magical blanket. That's built from impenetrable fabric. Sometimes it had to be touched up. Sometimes it had to be repaired. So I say that to say you may not be perfect in your journey. You may not be perfect in your walk. You may not be your your ambition may. Come down a little bit. You may feel like you're a little bit less ambitious. But that's okay. Stitch it up and keep on going. As long as you keep the quilt together, as long as you keep all of those patterns together. And guess what? If your vision gets a little bit bigger. The beautiful part about a, a, a quilt, you can unstitch the sides. Add another um, layer and more patterns and you can make it bigger. It's not that you're going to just hold in place and say, you know what? I was only built. My quilt was only built off of these 15 things. Sometimes your, your vision expands. And I've said this before, don't value engineer your vision. They don't look at it and be like, ah, then, you know, let me scale it back. No, it's your vision. You just do what it needs to do, what it needs to take in order to get there. But don't fall into a trap where we continue to do the same thing. It's like when, you know, I, I, I give you the definition for some of the simplest words on this podcast and I know initially probably 70 episodes ago ago light flex um I'm at 71 um 70 episodes ago you probably were wondering why is this guy giving me definitions for words that I use every single day it's because I really want you to think about what you are saying and what's coming out of your mouth and challenge the way it's been done Because sometimes we can fall victim to just things and and the way that they are. Oh, well, I always say this phrase. Why? Well, my mama said it. You see my uncle say it or we've just been taught to say it this way. You got a question. And don't question just for fun. A question with a purpose. Like, don't don't go into work tomorrow and say, well, well, why do I have to wear this uniform? Because it's in the handbook and they told you that you have to wear it. And that's that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about things that you can impact, things that you can change, things that are in your control. Real time revelations. Stop focusing on things that are out of your control. I cannot do anything other than continue to vote, um, continue to try to make sure that the right people are in place, but I can't do anything about the decisions that are made unless I get involved with people in affordable housing. I can't do anything about that. But what I can do is if I, if that's something that I'm passionate about, I can look at different ways to get housing into the market. 
that I can do. But trying to control what somebody else has power over. It, it, it might be a little bit difficult to do. Should I say this? It says nothing to do right now, but the real time revelation came and it just came right to my head right now. People are going to have a problem when you have this perceived radical way of thinking. And I had a young lady say to me um, last week, actually, and she says, what, what do you do when people have, you know, you're trying to go the right path and they got a problem with you? I said, I don't do anything. And she said, what? I said, no, I don't do anything. They have a problem with me. I don't have a problem with me. Hear me well. They have a problem with me. I don't have a problem with me. That sounds like something that they need to work on because I'm good. So people will have a problem with you as you build this quilt in a way that is um, untraditional or it's something that they just haven't even thought to focus on. And guess what? You can't be worried about that. That is their problem. I'm good. I'm going to continue to be good. Yeah. Thank you. I, you know, sometimes, so when, you know, when the real revelation happens, sometimes you're like, I don't even know where this is coming from. If it's, it's actually going to connect with the message, but it did, I guess that's why it's real time revelation because it's something that was needed um, to go with this message. So what is the call to action? Like, what are we going to do this quilted fabric? Well, first one, we're going to find out, do we even have a, do we even have a, a quilt? Do you have one? Like, do you have ambition? Do you have a dream? I'm okay that you have a dream. Do you have goals? Do you have the ability to execute? Do you have the data necessary to fulfill your dream? Do you have the support? Do you have the faith? You're going to look at all of the things that you want and you should have in this quilt. And here's what I want you to do. You know, I love my list, right? I want you to get yourself and you can use just your wall. You can use a poster board, whatever you want. And I want you to take some post-it notes. And I want you to write these words down. I want you to write down the word execution, consistency, whatever you want that's in your that's in your quilt. And I want you to layer them on the wall and look at your quilt. Then I want you to say to yourself, okay, these are the things that I want in my quilt, but I'm not actually doing it. Then I want you to take a pen marker, whatever you pencil, whatever you have. And I want you to write a check mark. If you have it, if you don't in pencil, I want you to put an X. 
And the reason I want you to put an X in pencil is because you're going to get there. So you're going to have to erase that. And eventually you're going to put a check mark that you actually achieved it. And that thing is now in your quilt. And that's a quilt that I want you to keep. Some people could say this is probably a vision board. This might be a simplified version of it because these are going to be the essential things that you need in order to move forward, to make sure that you're covered, make sure that your mission is um, that you've achieved your goal. And for those things that you've wrote, um, marked that pencil with an X, you're going to take those things and you're going to set yourself a path to get there. Some of them may take a while. And while you're doing that, some of the other things you could be building up at the same time. But the point is that you actually started. Now, this is a homework assignment that I am going to hold you to. This specific homework assignment will be graded. <laughs> there will be. This is worth 50% of your grade. For the year. This is something that I want you all to hit me in my DMs, hit me in the email, hit me um, in text message if you have my phone. And I want you to tell me how you're doing. Because we need to have accountability partners to make sure that we're achieving our dreams. And if you don't have anybody else, I'll be that for you. If it's thousands of people, hey, it is what it is. I'll be there for you. But hopefully you have some people that are in your corner that can help to keep you accountable. Can we do that? I think I heard everybody say yes. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of the JW podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience. That's right. You are tuning in to the JW podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience. And this has been episode number 71 quilted fabric i look forward to speaking to you again i look forward to hearing about your your homework and i look forward to you staying bougie be well